Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Welcome. No, start the show, Mandy. <laughs> it's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Saturday Matinee from True Story FM, our weekly show where in which hosts from across the network gather to talk about bowl recipes, apparently, news, <laughs> reviews, new trailers, and the hotly debated weekly list challenge. I'm Mandy Kaplan, and the man who 
just stopped yelling at me is joining us. Pete Wright is here, too. I can't be stopped. (laughs) You tyrant. How can I host a show with you yelling at me? I guess we're going to find out. Move it along. We're on a tight ship. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that adorable laugh you hear is that of Chrissy Lenz. Hi, Chrissy. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I yell at you at the end, right? Is that my, when it's my turn to yell? You sure can. Uh, it doesn't bring up my yes. mommy issues at all. No. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Unlock. I'm fine. Before we dive into like what we've been watching and what we've been doing, I do want to take a moment to honor the late, great Dame Angela Lansbury. I love uh. her. We love her. I love her so deeply. She was such a major part of my childhood because did are you guys fans of The Court Jester? The best oh, Danny gosh, Kay yes. movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that was my introduction to her. Plus, then as I got older, Gaslight and all these Manchurian Candidate and all these amazing movies, not to mention all the musicals and the Tonys and the Broadway. But then, like, in the write-ups, it's like Jessica Fletcher died. Mm. Yeah. She was wonderful as Jessica Fletcher, but she has this legacy of 50 years prior to that that just, you know? Yeah. 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 Lady knew how to to rewrite her career, though. I mean, looking at everything that she was able to do before Jessica Fletcher, like she Mm -hmm. pivoted her identity as a performer again and again and again. And now dying as Jessica Fletcher, we'll never know how it happened. There's no one else to solve the riddle of how she died. Matthew McConaughey owes her for the idea of a renaissance. Am I right? Absolutely. Truly. She had the first McConaissance. She did. The Lansbessance. That is the grossest thing you've ever said on this show. God. So I just wanted to raise a cranberry lime seltzer in honor of... Mm-hmm. Angela yes. Lansbury. She was one well of deserved. a kind. Yes. Well deserved. Okay. Now, what have you guys been doing, watching, seeing? Chrissy. I did watch the new Hocus Pocus. Um, and it was exactly what, if you sat down and said, okay, we're rebooting Hocus Pocus, what will it be like? It is exactly probably whatever you would describe. Um, but... I still enjoyed it. Like it had um, a lot of fun. Uh, Sam Robinson and Tony Hale uh, was very cute in it. And the cast of like young uh, women actors uh, were great. And, you know, anything that we can do to get some more Bette Midler uh, out here in the world, I think is good. So, you know, if this is what it takes to get a reboot of all of her classics, I'm in. Let's get Peaches 2 going. First Wives again, the club. Poor B. Hershey is not going to sign on for a Beaches 2. I don't she did so. not make it through the first one. She can come back as a ghost. Okay. They do um, kill a bunch of, the witches kill a bunch of kids in this one too, right? Like, isn't that how it, we're supposed to celebrate these uh, the, the witches and doing horrible witchy things? Yeah. They, they lean in on that, right? Sucking out the, the life Plus. force. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Killing kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they only killed the one kid. I think that they, you know, it's just that one little girl. Oh, well, there are you a know. lot of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What does one matter? <laughs> <laughs> 
I haven't watched it yet. I, I haven't watched it yet, and I I don't I don't know that I'm equipped to weigh in on the midlerisance that apparently is being called for right now. Well, I was not a fan of the first Hocus Pocus, so I have no desire to see the second. But my son Casey watched it with a friend, and he liked it. So I'm, you know, any good family fun entertainment. Yeah. And I love Sam Richardson. I walked in the room and I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I love him. So, And he's so cute in it. He's just so cute in everything. And they, they yep. lean into the singing pretty hard. Like they come out singing and they just they really sing a lot, Keep which singing. is I love. Yeah. <laughs> See, Mandy, that's right up your alley is the thing. It is. Side note, my sister's name is Allie and she hates that expression. OK. Oh, uh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> tell Tell me about it for Pete's sake. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the You're love really of gonna, you! Really going to peter out, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> tell tell me about things. I'd like to hear more about what how Allie feels. <laughs> well, what have you been watching, Sir Grumps? A lot. Jeez. I have to talk about. Well, first of all, I've been watching. I'm I am absolutely riveted with twenty year old uh, Top Gear, the car show. They are just homophobic and horribly sexist and yet i love the way they treat cars so i found the whole show uh and it's just it's very funny old british people being just weirdly everybody just went along with all the rampant sexism and homophobia and you can't drive that car if you're a man because you'll be gay like it's just like we just said that stuff like out loud and nobody batted an eye at it and i just am i am I marvel at that, but that's not actually what I want to talk about. Speaking of marveling at things, I know you two haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to spoil it anyway because it's fascinating. If you have not seen the last episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law on Disney+, and you are interested in seeing such, please forward to the next chapter in this podcast wherein I stopped talking about it. Wow. Because I think this show, I know, Mandy, you watched- Will time codes be in show notes? I mean, that's a tall yeah. order. Yeah, it is. Well, wow. podcast, there's chapters in this podcast. You can just oh. go to the next chapter. Yeah. So, uh, Mandy, you watched the first episode and then I you did. were kind of not into it? Correct. Okay. So one of the things that has been so interesting about this show is just how meta it is. Like, Tatiana Maslami is, as Jen Walters and She-Hulk- constantly looking at the camera and breaking the fourth wall, right? Like uh-huh. at a at a bar and saying, mm, looking at the camera, oh, look, they're really knitting together the A story and the B story. I like how this is working, right? So all of those kinds of side glances at the camera have made it just texturally really interesting, all leading up to the finale, where at about 15, I think 16 minutes in, it's just Marvel monster mayhem, right? It's just chaos, on screen. And Jen Walters stops and says, none of these storylines make any sense. Is this working for you? Looking at me in the audience. Yeah. And then it clicks. The screen changes to the Apple TV or the Marvel Disney Plus interface, right? With the little box grids across okay. the thing. You're you're now taken out of the show. It's over. As if I decided this show is crap, I'm going to go out and, and be done with it. And then she punches through the She-Hulk icon and says, okay, where can I go here? Oh, look, uh, Marvel Assembled, which is another show. Uh, and she goes down, which is like the making of 
all of these shows and she breaks into that icon and she comes out in the real world and she confronts the writers and says, you're writing crap. Why aren't you writing better stuff right now? We don't need yet another super serum like they get my blood and get powers storyline. It's terrible. And while I'm at it, uh, Hulk smash things. I could use to see a little bit more Matt Murdock, you know, woman has needs, that kind of stuff. Like it is so fantastically metatextual that uh, I cannot get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. It it makes the entire run up to the show as kind of gimmicky as it as it is incredibly satisfying that they're willing to willing to take these kinds of like swings at creating a show that is for more people and does more better things. Uh, at wow. it. it ends up kind of coming. That part of it comes off the rails a little bit. They, t- they There's a robot named K-E-V-I-N, a stand in for Kevin Feige. And she talks to the robot about making better shows and speaking completely in the real world about other movies that Marvel has made, uh, which is really fun. Bold. I am wondering if you have what your stance is on fourth wall breakage and meta narratives like this. Uh I I enjoy that. I mean, I I'm I like a good wink to the audience and letting us in. I wonder, as a writer myself, I don't know that I would ever write something where a character is telling me this is terrible writing. But I'm just, you know, my ego's fragile. So well, yeah. Well, I mean, this is is part of the show, but like they're really leaning in on making fun of all the stuff that past writers have done. Mm-hmm. Well, is it maybe like a way of giving, like saying, we know, we get it, like as much mm-hmm. as people have like complained about, like especially She-Hulk in particular and all the other Marvel shows, like they're sort of seem to be leaning into the like, we hear, we hear what you're saying. We say it too. You know, we're doing mm-hmm. our best over here, churning out all this content for you. I love it. I, I love a fourth wall break. I love a, a sassy main character. I like feeling like I'm part of it. Um, and yeah. that. They're thinking about me and my experience. Uh, uh, so I may actually jump back into She-Hulk now. I know. And- now I'm like, that's interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. It, it's really, it is really interesting. And I struggle with looking at it as like, how, like, did they go so far? And to really change the tone of the real world versus the, the you know, in the She-Hulk fictional universe, uh, you know, your mileage may vary. But I, I, I can tell you this. Even leading up to this episode with the nods and the winks and the breaking of the fourth wall, I didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. And that was enormously satisfying. Like, it's just jarring in all the right ways on a show like this. It reminded me of how I felt about WandaVision, which Mm -hmm. I thought was extraordinary. Like, Mm -hmm. just surprised me every week until it stopped surprising me. This one is sort of WandaVision inverse. Like it sort of didn't surprise me until now it does. And I really like it. So I am absolutely bang on in for season two, which apparently, according to the writer's room, where she just was standing, they are actively working on. So yay for She-Hulk's meta finale. They did a great job. Oh, good. That means probably everyone on the internet hated it. I don't know. Probably. I just watched it. Yeah. I have not. I, Yeah. I have not kept up, but we yep. shall find out. What else you got? You doing? Are you doing anything? Or is it just the Pats? Like just football? I do a lot of football, a lot of fantasy football. No, I mean season. I we're keeping up with Bad Sister, which I still hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I'm doing it. We finished Succession, which was awful, but we did it. A lot of hate watching in my house. A lot of like, <laughs> what are you doing well, right we started, we got to get through it. You know, it's like it, you can't yeah. just abandon something a few episodes in. I did thought I you were the person who literally will watch 10 minutes of a movie and walk away or read 50 pages of a book and then that throw it in the trash. That is true. And yet a TV show that. Well, that I married you... a, a better person than myself and he wants to give things a chance and I like to spend time with him. Yeah, that's, my oh, that's curse. problematic. Yeah, it is. Should we talk about our trailers? Oh, so much, yes. Yay! Right? So I win, I always do. Got in there mm-hmm. first with something that I've been waiting to see since before the pandemic, I think, is when they mm-hmm. cast this. And then they shot during the pandemic. And they released lots of fun little interviews and such about it. It is a musical on Apple starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It is Spirited. How did you know all that? I didn't. I was just following you. You're I didn't... following me? Yeah. Oh, I got. I messed up in the middle there. Yeah, I little... tap is new for me. It's yeah. a very expressive yeah. medium. What is all of this? I'm your ghost of Christmas present. Like a Christmas carol? What do you do? You think I'm going to be all intrigued by what's behind the door? I... Not even a little bit curious? Damn it! My first save? There was this little sick kid. What did they call him? It was Tiny Tim. No, no, no. Sweet kid, one crutch. Nope. Little Larry. No, Tiny Tim. Micro Mike. Super small Steve. Holy. I thought the trailer was charming, intriguing, and funny. And I, as a musical theater snob and performer, don't like it when people say, oh, I've never sung or danced. I just got offered this job, so I thought I should catch up, which is what Ryan Reynolds says in every interview. Nope, never sung, never danced. I'm taking lessons. I'm doing my best. So normally I want to I want to resist, but I cannot resist Ryan Reynolds and my favorite of all time, Will Ferrell. Yes, there's no resisting. There's no resisting. It's futile. I've heard that before. It is, yes. They are so charming and cute (laughs) together. I cannot wait. Uh, I love the TikToks that I've seen of the two of them together. It's going to be a top to bottom good time, and I cannot wait. I am surprised to hear you both talk about just how much you have been looking forward to this and knew about it because I watched this trailer and had never heard of it at all. (laughs) I didn't know it was coming. And so it was just like straight joy, especially I love the the way the trailer opens with the silhouette, like the Mm -hmm. inverse silhouette dancing. I thought that was really fun. Um, I'm also watching Welcome to Wrexham. Yes, uh, mm. which is which is extraordinarily heartfelt and good. I did not expect it so to be good. this kind of show, uh, and I am I'm I I pitch my family like you guys. Yeah, it's going to be funny. It's Rob McElhaney and and uh, you know Ryan Reynolds, and they bought a football team. It's going to be so funny, and it's not funny. It's like legit heartfelt struggle, serious like. I love it, and so seeing I I like it's just levels up the amount of magnetism that. Ryan Reynolds has in my eye. He is a gentleman savior. And of course, Will Ferrell is incredible. 
Will so, Ferrell, I, I mean, he. I'm a Will Ferrell nut. I see everything he yeah. does, including that one he made in Spanish, which was uncomfortable for everybody. Not good. But I run out and see everything he does. So he, the writer-director did those Daddy's Home movies. Mm-hmm. But also one of my favorite favorite dumb comedies on cable we're the millers are you guys familiar with we're the millers yes with jennifer Aniston and jason sudeikis so funny hot tub time machine so this guy has my number sean anders (laughs) yeah like i am very excited knowing he is behind this how much fun is it to see under the writing credits Sean Anders, John Morris, and Charles Dickens? I know. <laughs> like I just something that that's legit funny about that. It's actually Sean Anders, Charles Dickens, and then John Morris, and that makes me laugh. Uh, well, Dickens just, uh, has an amazing agent. He really does. He's yeah, getting he's getting credit. his stuff out there, Mandy, yeah. and that's what you have to do. Okay, so we're uh, all going to yes. see it. It's streaming. Yeah, for sure. It's in theaters November 11th. Streaming one week later on Apple November 18th. You're welcome, mm. world. Can't wait. Chrissy got in there next. Oh, yeah. We're keeping the Christmas train rolling. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, not even Halloween yet. And here we are deep uh, up to our knees in Christmas. Uh, So my trailer uh, is also sort of like a meta kind of experience. Um, But who knew how funny and uh, also charming it would seem by watching the trailer for Violent Night. <laughs> you ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the ranger do most of the work. <laughs> this is my fourth year at the center. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. Oh, oh, oh! Excuse me! <laughs> we decided that you could have one gift. Early. What is it? That is a direct hotline of Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa. All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. I don't want any trouble, okay? Something's gonna scooch up that chimney. Who is he? Because he's not your typical mall Santa. Santa, are you there? Daddy said you were very busy tonight. My name is Trudy Lightstone. Are you gonna help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? No, my nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. Time for some season's beatings. Who the hell are you? Boss, what if he really is the real? No! Such thing as Santa. These bad men, they're all on my naughty list. Naughty. That's naughty! And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give them a lump of coal. Where is it? I gotta watch. 
believe in you, Santa. Come on. Which one of you did that? Prancer? So unprofessional. This is David Harbour as Santa Claus, and he stumbles upon a uh, heist, like a home invasion heist, and uh, decides that the family is on his nice list and the bad guys are on his naughty list. So he is going to mix it up and save the day. Um, I was really expecting to kind of roll my eyes at this. Uh, but I did not. I widened them in glee. I love all of the, yes, gratuitous violence of like, st- like using a Christmas, what is it called? The star on the top of the Christmas tree as like a throwing star into somebody's yeah. eyeball. And then electrocuting him with it. <laughs> electrocuting him with it is hilarious. Um, I liked seeing all of his like Santa magic. Um, weaponized <laughs> and I like seeing David Harbour um, having action hero fun um, and of course John Leguizamo as the bad guy is probably going to be a lot of fun too so I'm excited I love all the, the one liners they really lean in on the one liners they yes. know like this movie is a wink and a nod movie like they know what movie they're making and they're making good on the promises of the script I think uh, I think David Harbour is fantastic and you talk about David Harbour, Harbour having action hero fun like I feel like he is just fantastic and of course Stranger Things like I can't get enough um, this movie uh, it, so he is a violent Santa Claus is the second violent Santa Claus movie. And I wasn't sure we needed another one. Did Was you it Mel Gibson? Did either of you see fat man with Mel Gibson? No. I know I can't this watch is, him, but well, I know I, I, I withstood it for a long time. This is one where a kid gets a lump of coal and hires an assassin to kill Santa Claus and Santa Claus is Mel Gibson. And so it's, it's really a Mel Gibson versus Walton Goggins, uh, in mm-hmm. the, uh, in the snow, uh, viol- bit of violence. And he is, it's just awful, but this one looks just better than that. I am so hopeful. So, so hopeful that this, uh, raises the bar on violent Santa movies. Even though I did eventually watch, and I have to admit, I sort of enjoyed Fat Man. Mm. Am I wrong in thinking that Violent Night is the movie they're making in Scrooged? That they're making the <gasps> oh, movie? Oh, I don't know. Am I am I crazy for thinking that? The research department is on it. Because they, okay. don't they do a bunch of trailers in that movie? No. So the faux movie within a movie, it was called The Night the Reindeer Died, oh. a diehard style siege movie wherein Santa's workshop comes under attack by a group of very well-armed assassins. Well, darn you, Pete, because I was about to say this is the ref meets diehard, but then you just yeah. you stole my thunder. Um, I love the ref so much. It oh looks, my God. I love the ref. That's one of my yeah. all-time favorites. But yeah, it looks... Truly. Like it delivers. I don't know if I can handle all the violence, but maybe if I watch it with, you know, mm-hmm. with my hands over my eyes, because it looks funny and clever. And I love John Leguizamo. And, you know, so I, I, I it was a fun trailer. And yeah. Yeah. I hope it leans into more than just one liners. If it stays like really dark comedy with violence, I, I think that's yeah. where it should go, not 
just to a bloodbath with a couple of one-liners. Well, and you guys, we didn't drop the one name that I was most eager to see in this movie. Beverly D'Angelo is in this movie. Oh, I was going to say Prancer. Amazing. Prancer, right? Oh, Beverly D'Angelo is in this movie as Gertrude Lightstone. I'm very excited to see Beverly D'Angelo. I I like Beverly D'Angelo so much. All right. Since I was was a lad. Okay, is it my turn? It's your turn. I have an unnatural love for musicals about revolting children. It's Matilda. When you grow up. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who was trapped. <laughs> when I grow This is the story of her great escape. Matilda, my name's Miss Honey. I believe you're a genius. Is maths your favorite thing? What I really like is reading. It's like a holiday in your head. Do you do that a lot? Get away from everything. Now get to bed, you little bookworm. There's a place you must send if you haven't been good. You're gonna meet the trans bull now. Headmistress of Crunch Hermel. This isn't school, it's a prison. They like troublemakers, Wormwood. They make such a lovely sound. No! That's not right! You just said no to me. Matilda, you need to be very careful! Miss Chantable, she's dangerous. Eat. Eat! So am I. It is too early for you. Miss Honey, I need to show you something. Your mind is extraordinary. Just the biggest hug in the world. You're a hero. Who's doing this? There is something about the music of Matilda. This is the musical based on Roald Dahl's uh, uh, story that is just delightful. And I knew I've known for a while that they have been creating a movie musical of Matilda, of the actual musical, Um, long running property. Uh, We recently saw a live production of the show. It just kind of reinvigorated my love for the music. I think it's just fantastic. The comedy is great. Trunchbull is awesome. Like so many characters, I've been so curious. How are they going to to wrestle this material and so many children into a movie. And I'm telling you, as much as I like to uh, land pretty hard on Netflix's uh, productions, this one looks stellar. Like this looks like it has, uh, the, the kids look great. The choreography that we see in the trailer looks awesome. The music sounds terrific. The casting is just lovely. Um, and uh, I I think they capture the uh, the the sentiment of Matilda. It eventually becomes a giant budget mo- action movie at the end, where the live production is a little bit more gentle. Uh, but I kind of don't care. I think I, I just watched this trailer and I was filled with joy. What did you think of Matilda? M- may I go first, Chrissy? 
Please. Okay, thank you. I hate Roald Dahl. <laughs> I hate Matilda, the musical that uh-huh. I directed for like a, a an elementary school with like 48 children. Mm-hmm. I hate the music. I hate the story. I hate everything about Matilda. When I saw that you chose Matilda the musical, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I've known this is coming. I'll watch this trailer. Yeah. And then I saw Emma Thompson. And then I leaned in and I think this looks incredible. As a Ugh. an anti-roll doll, anti-Matilda person, yeah. I can't wait to watch it. And Casey was in Matilda. Not I didn't direct his production, mm-hmm. my son. So I know we'll watch it together. The choreography does look amazing. Uh, I, I think it looks spectacular. Awesome! What a relief! Yes. Yeah. I thought you were you're coming in guns blazing, and I was a little bit worried. All right, Chrissy, did you I, like my trailer? I liked it. I thought it looked really cute. I've seen the stage show. Um, I'm psyched. My uh, daughter, who is 16 now, uh, really like enjoyed Matilda as like a young lady heroine who like uh, gets her magical powers based on reading books and stuff so I uh, will probably drag her to see it with me and she'll be like (laughs) drag her to the living room yeah, exactly. yeah, to the living room. It's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Uh, I think um, uh, it, Matilda, uh, uh, Alicia Weir is the uh, young uh, lady who has been cast as uh, Matilda. She looks terrific. And yeah. uh, I, I think she looks great. You're right about Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchbull. I mean, it took me a couple of times to actually see through that face. Oh, to not me. Oh, I got Emma I was Thompson. like, oh, I love her so much. Yeah. So, uh, so great. And Miss Honey is Lashana Lynch. And I, you know, I really enjoy Lashana Lynch, but the last thing I saw Lashana Lynch in, I think, was the was No Time to Die as the the James Bond replacement. And so, um, I uh, she's got a ton of stuff coming up. She's obviously she's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We'll see her again in future properties as Maria Rambo. But I uh, the the thing I most re- most recently remember her from is the James Bond movie. So it was really nice to see her as a school teacher, uh, full of love in her heart, and I. I, I bought my cup runneth over for Matilda and it comes uh, pretty soon. When did I say when it arrives no, you did not, on sir. Netflix? It's it's in the when I don't even know when it arrives. I'm because IMDb is the fastest, most well-performing uh, website. Um, do you want me to sing the score of Matilda while you look? You, yes. It is officially my mommy says soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, release dates in the U.S. December 9th. Uh, limited December, December 25th. It opens uh, on Christmas Day for everywhere wide release internet. So uh, it possibly you'll be able to catch it in the theater on December 9th, probably uh, as Netflix goes for some awards. Awesome. 77 right. people on IMDb already rated a 7.6, which means all of the crew's parents yes. think it's exactly. a great movie. Kids, that's trailers, which means it's time for my favorite part of every sat mat. Games. Games. Games, 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 games. (laughs) And I am going to be the ultimate lazy host and do the title game, which I have done before and takes no preparation on my part. I thought it was going to be snack foods that Mandy likes to eat while watching movies. (laughs) But I I guess we'll have to play that another time. (laughs) So I am going to throw a movie title out there. Okay. And mm-hmm. we are all going to see if we can add to the beginning of it or the end of it 
to continue the title uh, using the word or part of the word, you know, that the movie mm-hmm. starts with or ends with. You may use TV. You may use movies. You may use diary entries from your youth. Whatever is going to make this title carry on. And to start us off, mm. I've come up with, the, I think, it, something that is a good one. Okay. It is Before Sunrise. That is a very timely title because t- movie tie-in, Andy and I on the main show are doing the Before trilogy right oh. now. You are? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why I chose it. I chose oh, it because excellent. I think because you're so you're just on and you like yeah. you know cross promotion is really powerful. Yes. Yeah. So I just mm-hmm. chose it because I think we can find something ending in B or before, and we can mm-hmm. find something starting with anybody. Uh, before a sunrise of the planet of the apes. I will say, Aquila and the Bee for sunrise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. And let's keep it nice and loose with that Aquila. So something mm-hmm. that just ends in uck. <laughs> Mandy, I don't know if you'll let me get away with this, but I'm going to give it a whirl because uh, I, I bet threw you the I will. roadblock out with apes. Uh, Aquila and the B4 sunrise of the planet of the A Poseidon adventure. <laughs> sure. Okay. I have a- to allow it because I have nothing else. Poseidon adventure. Mm-hmm. So it starts with Can- adventure. Right. <laughs> Pete, you could think of a movie starting with adventure, right? Uh, there's Adventure Time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. How about that? Time. I am going to say Moonstruck. Ooh, good one. Moonstruckila and the... <laughs> And the before sunrise. Oh, boy. Really messing with it. Ending in moon, um, starting with time. How about paper moon? Love it. Oh, so starting with paper? So ending here's what paper. we've got. Paper moon, oh, Strakula, and the I before mean? sunrise of the planet of the Poseidon Adventure Time. Or starting with time uh, or ending with paper? Um, Starting with time. Uh, or where do we stand on, like, the uh, thes? Do we count thes or what do you got? No, well, time machine, the time that's machine. That's fine. Yes, that's fine. Machines versus the Mitchells. That is not the name of that movie. Uh, Adventure time. So here's what we've got. I'll read it to buy some time. Paper okay. Moon, Strakila, and the Before Sunrise of the Planet of the Poseidon Adventure Time Machines. I mean, time machine. Sorry, one machine. Uh, the how about the price we pay per? Love it. Hmm. I might be stuck. I might be stuck too. The price we paper moon Strakila and the before sunrise of the planet of the Ape Sidon Adventure Time Machine. Ape Sidon. That might be let's the weak write link. It. it might be the weak link on uh in, in hindsight. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let's write it. Should we do one more? Yes. Do we I love yes. this game. This is just this just good, clean family fun. Who has a title that they want to start with? I feel like I should not be called upon to do that. Okay. Uh, That's Chrissy. um, How about something that has easy words? Pretty in pink. All right. Pretty in Pink Floyd the Wall. I feel pretty in Pink Floyd's The Wall. 
I love. Is that the Amy Schumer movie? Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie, and I know people didn't, but I did. I feel pretty in Pink Floyd, the all about Eve. Ah. Uh, I feel pretty in Pink Floyd's The Wall about even cowboys get, or even cowgirls get the blues. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel pretty in Pink Floyd's The Wall about even cowgirls get the blues brothers. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to do I feel. That's hard. Or I. Or something that ends in I. I. What? Oh, no. It's me, myself, and Irene, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Isn't there a movie that has like um, Shia LaBeouf that's called something I, Eagle Eye? Yes. I think that's it. It's eagle eye. Oh, um, I wasn't thinking of spelling the eye differently. Yeah. Nice. Eagle I feel pretty in Pink Floyd the wall about even cowgirls get the blues brothers. McMullen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um how about cuz we started with eagle eye? Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah. the first one. Yeah. I would I think I would like to add um Iron Eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eye. But yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> and okay. Pumping Iron Eagle Eye. Excellent. Pumping Iron Eagle Eye. That's so and good. I'll I would add watch that movie. To the end of Pumping Iron Eagle Eye feel pretty in Pink Floyd's The Wall about even cowgirls get the blues brothers make endless love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> way to endless get us back love. on track, Chrissy. <laughs> wow. Um, love. Uh, okay, I get the even cancer of the blues. Uh, what was it? Blues Brothers? Uh, what, did Blues we, Brothers, McMullen, Brothers, McMullen, Bliss, Love, Actually. Oh, Actual, uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Actual, Love, Actually, actual leaving, leaving Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Pumping no, Iron Eagle, I feel pretty in Pink Floyd, the walls. Uh, about even cowgirls get the Blues Brothers McMullen's love actually leaving Las Vegas. Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas food and lodging. Oh, that's not what I was going to say. That's pretty good. <laughs> lodging. Or just uh, jing. Jingo Unchained? That does not work. Shame on me. I think think, we did it. I think that's that, yeah. (laughs) I think this one's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Nice work, team. Uh, Lodging lodging Glorious Bastards? Yeah! (laughs) Nice! I led you there with Jing- <laughs> with Jingo Unchained, by you the way. You totally want- did. That's exactly where it came from. That oh was my awesome. God. That is fantastic. That might be history yeah. making. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Post that somewhere. Somewhere needs to have that. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> somewhere All needs right. to have that. <laughs> so our list was born 
Uh, I forget. I remember coming up with this idea a couple weeks ago, yes. but I don't remember where it came from. But the topic is iconic character names. Yes. Right? Yes. So curious how you both approached this list. What makes an iconic character name for you? For me, it was it, it needs to be a little bit funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think if I say the character and you instantly know what movie, instantly, like even as I'm saying it, you know the movie. Yeah. That I think is it okay. for me. And then there's a, just a personal one that I threw in there because I'm selfish. Is it uh, Mandy but, Kaplan? It is It is not Mandy Kaplan. <laughs> but my first, my first one, ironically, is a Roald Dahl character. Oh. And I had never seen Willy Wonka for until I was in my 40s. I and I now I've seen it and I hate it. Deeply. <laughs> you hate the Gene uh, Wilder one? I hate all things wow. Roald Dahl. Yes. OK. What? what? It, they I make mean, me really, very uncomfortable. Show, they but... make my teeth hurt. I don't like it. They make your teeth hurt. Yes. All of Roald Dahl. I don't like the world. I don't like the sadness and the underlying cruelty to children. I don't care for it. But I've always known the name Veruca Salt. It was mm-hmm. so, it just, you know, there was a band in the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. It's such a great name that just instantly brings up who that character is, what that movie is, what that world is. So my first choice is Veruca Salt. That is a, a great, great choice and a great band. And uh, you said the name Willy Wonka, and the first name I thought of was not Willy Wonka. It was right? Veruca Salt, demonstrating. Yeah, Salt. yeah totally. All the names are good in that one, too. You've got Augustus Gloop, uh, Violet yep. Beauregard, Mike TV. They're mm-hmm. all fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Roll Doll, you think he's he might be onto something, Chrissy? I don't know. We can I talk don't about know. that. Oh, yeah, on our Roll Doll <laughs> podcast. Um, I went with one that had some of the what I think are the funniest character names uh, wrapped up in one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, they are uh, the best names are our three heroes, but the villain's name is equally as good. Uh, our heroes are Ned Needlander, Dusty Bottoms. And lucky day uh, as they square off against El Guapo in The Three Amigos. (laughs) Wow, that's like quite a bonus that you get all four of them in one pick. (laughs) I went went for volume, so. Yeah, go for for just gross weight. Yeah, but characters. specifically El Guapo is what you what you're choosing. I just want to make sure I'm keeping an accurate record. <laughs> is that, are you leaning leaning your thumb on you. the scale yeah. right as now as being the guest one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I actually I went with um, movies that I remember from my youth that where when we walked out of the movie, me and my cohorts colleagues, posse, would immediately start saying the names in a way to sort of mimic our participation in the movie. And the first one is, I think, uh, just such a classic that if I, I hope that you get this when I say, are you Sarah? Connor? Connor, Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah, Sarah yeah, Connor yeah. is not an icon. It's like, it's Sarah Connor. It's like the most generic name possible. Right. And yet for some reason, I've it's said that name. 
amongst the very top of all the names that I have said have come out of my mouth because I, I made fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator. Sarah Connor. Love it. Are you Sarah Connor? Are you Sarah Connor? Yeah. Sarah That's exactly how he sounds like. Are yeah. you? I, but wait, are you Sarah uh, are you? <laughs> and that's kind of how it goes. So Sarah Having Connor never is... seen the movie, I still know who Sarah Connor is. Yes. There you go. Okay. See? Iconic. So it's okay. that iconic. So uh, my next one, the movie that this character starred in was a huge success. And the name was so good that they named all subsequent films after the character, including his name in the title, this is Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> right? That is, like, number one. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you mean uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'm sure. Right? That's, that's the actual. Well, isn't it all, the aren't they all saw. Indiana Jones and the, or Indiana Jones, blah, blah, blah? The, you know, what's interesting that, is no? is that uh, the first one, when it was released, was just Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it was yep. rebranded right. some years later as um, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the oh, Lost Ark. Oh, I did not know that. I yeah. only know it When they started the releasing them as Indiana Jones, they went back and rebranded that baby. Oh. And that is, for those who are interested... The next real episode, number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Excellent. November hey. 11th, 2011. Yep. Aww. Um, Memories. It's not my turn yet. Nope. Chrissy. Okay, it, it's Chrissy's next? turn. Okay. I uh, went with another one that I think is uh, full. Uh, every character has a fabulous name uh, from uh, Fezzik to Buttercup <sighs> to Humperdinck. But the best names, the best name of that movie is, of course, the one that you can never forget because he's going to introduce himself to you and let you know that, hello, his name is Nigo Mentoya. You killed his father. Prepare <laughs> to die uh, in The Princess Bride. I did not kill his father, by the way. I don't like the implication. Oh, you uh, didn't? Yes, the that, implication. That supposition, the presumption of evil. Yeah. 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 I Word is that Mandy Patinkin broke a rib laughing so hard at Billy Crystal in making that movie. I think that is fantastic. Love listened, Mandy Patinkin. Uh, side note, I listened to Carrie Elwes's book about the making of yeah. The Princess Bride. It is so delightful. If you're Isn't a fan, you get so much. Oh, you've listened or read? I, or... I read. Um, yeah. <gasps> like words on paper? I was, yes. But you missed out on his voice. He's it's got true. A pretty sexy Love voice. Yeah. So it, uh, I just I ate up every bit of backstage, behind the scenes fun. Um, my next pick is as as you can see, we get very excited when other people are talking about this person. Arnold Schwarzenegger keeps talking about Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor becomes famous. Um, uh, Nico Montoya keeps introducing himself over and over and over. Eventually, we need to find the six-fingered man. I love this movie, and I love the fact that we don't actually meet the character as he is meant to be met until the very last scene. But up until that point, no one can stop talking about how scary Kaiser Soze oh, is. great one. Yeah. So no spoilers. Fun. No spoilers. That's a great Excellent. one, Pete. That's like oh, an, it's it. a, that name suspects. comes up like in conversation, yeah. and it's ve- it's, it's almost become, become a, like yeah. an, uh, 
It's like you a know, textural like, element of our culture at this point. Like it's right. like Kaiser Soze represents so many things in yes. like business and healthcare and whatever it is. It's the it's yeah. It's one of those so. names like you say something is Dickensian. Yes. You know, and I like I don't know what the the descriptive version of Kaiser Sosean. Kaiser Sosean? Yeah. <laughs> but that's a great one. It's perfect. So yes. Kaiser Sose. Um Okay, the last one on my list, and then I have a bunch of others as backups, but Mm -hmm. the last one is probably not all that iconic, but it changed my life because it comes from a very dumb, dumb movie, an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, no. He made one of his (laughs) early dumb movies, Happy Madison, about golfing. And there's a character played by the lovely Christopher McDonald. And his name is Shooter McGavin. And I said to my roommate at the time, I want to be called Shooter McGavin. Like, that's a great name. And my nickname became Shooter with this roommate. Because you liked Shooter McGavin. A movie that doesn't exist, by the way. I think it's Billy Madison and Happy Mm. Gilmore. Oh, oh, wait, no. Happy Gilmore is the golf one. Billy Madison is when he goes back to school. You said it was Happy Madison. Happy Madison is the production company. The production company. Yes. Right. Pete, never correct me again, and I want you to edit that out. Do you understand that? <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm going to put that big reverb on that whole segment. <laughs> like bells chiming before and after. <laughs> yes. Clang, clang, clang. Yes. So Shooter McGavin. You have awesome. to be, you know, a, a yeah. real dumbass from the 90s to get that reference. But those of us who do... Yeah. I bet a few of our listeners they are really going, do. yeah, 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 Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shooter McGavin, love that one. Yeah, that's a great choice. Personal. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Chrissy. Will you tell Pete that I'm mad at him? I had such a hard time with the last pick. I, you know, I sort of had a subcategory of like my favorite 80s movies going, which means I have three names still on my list. And I don't know, I don't know which one to pick, but I, I mean, I think the one that's just jumping out to me is um, a a character whose name also then later begat the name of a band uh, because everybody in the movie is uh, is endeavoring to save Ferris mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller. Oh. Uh, yep. Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Yeah. In, on save, his day save off, Save Ferris was also anybody? a great band. I yeah. loved that band for a time. Nineties ska band. You gotta yeah. love it. Oh, um, in Ferris Save Bueller's Ferris. Day I think I saw I saw a concert in New York City with Save Ferris, Bim Scala Bim, and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yes. all on one stage, y'all. So much that trumpet. was a time. So much trumpet and suits and fedoras, like, suit suits, fedoras. Yeah. yeah, so many suspenders. Uh, that is a great pick. Obviously iconic. Okay, I'm going. Uh, horror for my final pick. Sure. I, uh, these are adaptations. I had tried originally to do all movies that were first movies, but I couldn't because this one um, I, I feel like is an iconic um, transition, but it started in a book. And the books I read uh, in uh, over successive summers and remember like reading them everywhere. They were books I couldn't put down to the point where I took them to uh, symphonies and read them during the symphony, which is weirdly appropriate when you hear the books I'm talking about. Sweet Valley um, High. 
<laughs> no. Sweet Valley High. Wow. Uh, I am talking about the uh, adventures of the one great psychotherapist cannibal, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon. The, a Red Dragon is one of my great all-time like homeowner anxieties, having somebody sitting in a tree in the bushes looking in the backyard ready to come in and pillage my house and kill my family. Yeah. yeah it's like legit like homeowner mm-hmm. anxiety. So lock your doors, kids. Hannibal yep. Lecter was a great, great, great character. And... Um, Love those movies so, so much. I would counter Clarice Starling, also a great name. Ooh. Yeah, I, it, actually, that's another one. Again, by Chrissy's rule of going for just sheer volume from the same property. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we could bundle Clarice yeah. and Hannibal. And, and I don't actually, Bill, now I don't remember what his name. Buffalo Bill. Puts yeah, lotion Bill. on its skin and, of course, uh, risks getting the hose again. So. And Catherine Martin. Well, <laughs> that Martin. sums up our lists. So we good. Did it. And now we got to think of what we're going to do to the next group. Do you guys want to know who that uh, is? Yes. Yeah, it's not me. Am I back to backing it? You are back to back. Oh, it is Kyle Olsen in the driver's seat with Pete Wright and handsome Tommy Metz. Okay. Well, okay. So, the one, just because I brought it up earlier, I was thinking we could we could do something related to meta, like fourth wall movies. Like if, if there are enough of them. I don't know if there are enough of them, but we probably oh, can. Oh, I'm find. sure there you are. Think? You have to okay. get creative. We could do that. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> uh, the idea I had based on Matilda is movies that have been like adapted from book to screen to stage to screen you know like maybe more than two adaptations adaptations. to get to yeah to to where we are now yeah yeah that's great idea more than two adaptations wow that that's good stuff okay that's that's a good stuff that's good stuff too all right where do you land those are both for me right now like usually we think of these lists if it's a if uh, i can come up with one immediately and i suddenly at a lot but again we well, just saw how i did on that game let's tell kyle it's one thing and tell tommy it's the other and see how that list <laughs> section goes right and you and you, you have, have to do both li- pete listen to the show right <laughs> <laughs> well what do you guys think which one is going to loan itself to easier Choices and conversations. I can think of a bunch of adaptations because musicals are too. a rich place yeah, to, to mine. I think you guys should choose because I'm on the show. Adaptations. I, adaptations. Yeah, I can All think right. of. I can think of like t- at least two that I'd want to pick right off the top. Me too. So at more least. than two adaptations. At least two adaptations. Stage, but I'm I'm typing it all out to make it clear. Stage, book, okay. TV. And does it count? Does it have to wait? A qu- clarifying question. Does it have to end in as a movie? A movie. It yes. has to end as a movie. So we're not counting like things that start as TV and become movies and then become comic books, for example. Yeah, we're not counting that. What movies have had multiple adaptations? From like, they have to end as movies. Correct. Oh, I thought because uh, one start I will not pick. Movies. I want to give you an example: is Buffy the Vampire Slayer started as a movie, became a TV show, and then the final uh, seasons of the TV show were a graphic novel. Yeah, doesn't count. Doesn't oh. count. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Realize. I, I think I was, it's movies, I was right? The list you were choosing movies. So, well, if, so but if you did interview with the vampire, that one started as a book, went to a movie, now is on TV. Yeah. Uh huh. 
All right. I'll be Lucy. I'll be Lucy Goosey, and it can be not those two now. No, Look what no, you just not said. those you two. But it has it to be week. in a chain of multiple adaptations. Yes. yes. Okay. And good. bonus points if there's a musical thrown in, which is how I of would course. do all of them. Of course. Yeah. Love it. All right, uh, Chrissy, Exhausting. tell the world what you've got coming up. Um, yes, please, please do listen to uh, the most excellent 80s movies podcast. Um, we are uh, having uh, probably right after you listen to this, we'll be having uh, the wonderful Matthew Fox on to talk about the Lost Boys in a spooky uh, Halloween pick. Um, and then we've got in a, in a, you know, a pairing that would go quite logically. We're doing Steel Magnolias next. Um, oh. <laughs> that's the I one love with it more uh, than my two luggage. pigs fighting under a blanket, right? Isn't that <laughs> the <laughs> line from that one? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, it is. Yep. It's the only line I remember from that movie. P. Oh, what, hi. What are you so doing? So we talked we're in the middle of the Before trilogy and uh I'm I'm just going to lay it out there. I absolutely hate Before Sunrise. I thought it was just terrible. But wow. it got it got better from there. Uh okay. I actually liked Before Sunset. And so we have we have words me and Andy cuz he really likes all of them. He thinks Jesse and Selene are the bee's knees and I am done with Gen X woe. Oh, come on, Ethan Hawke. Put a fork in it, man. I could not get out of that movie fast enough. But we have words, and it's been really fun uh, to disagree on that show. Mandy, you know something about disagreement. I do, as I, uh, every week I host The Manned Cave with Mandy Fabian, uh, my best friend, with whom I have nothing in common except our first names, and we disagree on absolutely everything. And the episode that's coming out this week is uh, we went to see Bros in the movie theater. <gasps> so very fun conversation. And uh, that's what we got for that. Now she's going to have me listen to a true crime podcast. And we're going to debate oh. that. And I'm already fired up because I think they're claiming that Scott Peterson is innocent. What? 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 Ooh. I can't. Mm. Uh, can I jump in and add something about Please. Bros, which I haven't seen yet? Yeah. But the uh, the uh, actress who plays the assistant to the love interest is a dear, dear friend of mine. And it's her first ever oh. movie. And her name is Allison Reese. And I'm so excited for that movie to do really well. Oh, That's great. awesome. Get out and see it in the theaters. Um don't forget, everybody, you can get longer and ad-free versions of the Saturday Matinee by becoming a supporting member of the Next Real family of film podcasts. Please visit thenextreel.com slash membership to learn more. And if you're wondering what movies The Next Real is going to be talking about, Pete just told you. Uh, but you can visit the HQ page on Letterboxd, where you'll find a list of all the movies in the 2022 season. And while you're there, Letterboxd is offering a discount to anyone listening to The Next Real. Just use the code NEXTREAL at checkout and upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. That's the S right there. That's a good deal. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, everyone. And we'll see you next time on the Saturday Matinee. Uh, You've been sat matted. (laughs) No. Thank you.
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.